You're listening to episode nine of the Examine Life podcast titled The Blame Game. Do you have a friend, a family member, or even a co-worker that always blames their friend, family member, or co-workers for their own failures, shortcomings, or ineptness? Keep in mind, we are discussing adults above the age of 35 years old. You know, that friend that blames everything and everybody for his or her own unwillingness to self-actualize, or as my dad used to say, stop being a why artist and become a how professional? Yes, that friend that argues his or her blame on everyone and everything else in such an emotional way that you simply agree with them to be their friend. They make the best case for not being productive, not being accountable, or having any responsibilities towards the basic tenets of adulthood. And what of that family member who can tell you what you should be doing and how you should be doing it, but the only thing that they're good at is not doing anything. In fact, they make a really good argument for not doing nothing, at least nothing productive. And they have all of these reasons. Some of them go as this. Mama loved you more than she loved me. Dad left the house at an earlier age. My teachers never liked me. I didn't have my own room growing up. When they feel we're not convinced of that explanation, they get even louder, possibly scream or even cry. You just don't understand. And then they go to explain that how none of what they was telling you about what you should be doing has anything to do with them not doing anything. Yes, I'm shaking my own head at that logic and I'm the author of this post. And we cannot forget about that co-worker who has been working at the company for years typically at the lower end of the organizational chart within their department, who has over the years watched everyone around them who are typically the same age, same color, same gender, same task, and same title move beyond that pay grade, get different positions, and learn new skill sets. And even after years of witnessing this, this co-worker continues the practice of explaining to to those who have moved on, as well as the new employees working with them, that the reason why they have not moved on beyond their position is that the manager doesn't care for them much, even though there's been several managers there since they have started working. Not only that, they also state that the other co-workers or employees seem so much more anxious about getting new positions. And then they go to say, No one can do what I do at this level that I do it. That's why they keep me here. Really? In fact, once we realize how emotionally committed, as well as how our friend, family member, or co-worker has perfected the art of blame, we realize that their lives are simply a broken glass perpetually shattered by themselves whenever they are in the presence of a potential glass maker, be it a friend, a family member, or a co-worker. But let's not throw in the towel yet. Psychologists and behaviors have provided us sentient beings with some viable reasoning behind it all. Yep. As you may realize, related to this study of blame is the social psychology of attributions. For the most part, humans are motivated to assign causes to their actions and behaviors. So when it comes to social psychology, attribution is the process by which individuals explain the causes of behaviors and events. And there are several models out there for you to choose from. They fall under the attribution theory. Here's a few of them. Number one, defense mechanism. Blame is an excellent defense mechanism. Whether you call it projection, denial, or displacement, blame helps you preserve your sense of self-esteem 
by avoiding awareness of your own flaws or failings. Number two, destructive conflict resolution method. Blame is a tool that we use when we are in attack mode, falling into the category of destructive conflict resolution method. Blame is simply a way to try to hurt our partners. Number three, illogical judgments. We're not very good at figuring out the causes of other people's behavior or even our own. The attributions we make, whether to luck or ability, can be distorted by our tendency to make illogical judgments. And we're just as bad as making judgments involving the blameworthiness of actions in terms of intent versus outcome. Number four, accepting the fact that it's actually your fault. It's easier to blame someone else than to accept responsibility. There's less effort involved in recognizing your contributions to a bad situation than in accepting the fact that you're actually at fault and changing so you don't do it again. Number five, everyone lies. People lie. Everyone lies. It's pretty easy just to lie and blame someone else, even though that person or individual is not there to defend themselves or represent some sort of explanation for what happened in that same time and space. In fact, an individual will continue to go on to misrepresent not only the details, but the context in terms of when they happen, how they happen, and the whole intent behind it. So there you have it, the blame game. Individuals who reason that their lack of producing as a mature adult, along with their inability to produce at the job or workplace, as well as having no success in friendship or relationships, are all the fault of everyone else. And given an ear, a stage, or a smartphone, they can explain it to anyone. You have been listening to Episode 9 of the Examine Life Podcast.